The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, January 22, 2019, and this is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. How you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Coming up on today's show, my radio pal, Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here today. Rudy Giuliani keeps accidentally blurting the truth. It's despicable. Today we're all asking, what tapes? What the hell are you talking about, Rudy? Plus, uh, the Supreme Court allowed Trump's transgender ban to continue for now. We'll cover that here in just a few minutes. Uh, Plus, the shutdown could end up shutting down Mueller's grand jury while crippling the investigation. Good job, Trump. You may have done it. Oh, and the best way to support The Bob Seska Show is to subscribe to our bonus content on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash join slash Bob Seska Show. Or just click the all caps Patreon link under the logo at bobseska.com, right? You can sign up for $1 a month, $5, $10, or $15 per month. And depending on your subscription amount, we'll give you hours of weekly bonus content, including our post-mortem show recorded after the end of the credits on our Tuesday and Thursday shows. Along with our Friday After Party podcast and the 90-minute Ultimate Edition of this show without commercials. We're also posting all kinds of free content on our Patreon page, including our Wednesday interview show with people like Malcolm Nance, Tony Atamanek, Jillian Barbary, Stephen Weber, and the Frangela Duo. Go to patreon.com slash join slash Bob Seska Show and do your part to support this completely independent podcast. And now, let the cartoons begin. Casting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Why the hell didn't you tell me you had a phone? Woodward says phones aren't safe. Can't trust them. Come on in. We can't come inside. Woodward says electronic surveillance. Surveillance is doing it's it. It's being done. People's lives are in danger. Wait a Maybe minute. even ours. What happened to that justice source of yours? Well, I guess I made the instructions too complicated because he thought I said hang out when I just said hang on. Oh, Jesus. The story is right. Alderman was the fifth name to control that fund, and Sloan would have told the grand jury. Sloan wanted to tell the grand jury. Why didn't he? Because nobody asked. Nobody asked him. The cover-up had little to do with the break-in. It was to protect covert operations. The covert activities involved the entire U.S. intelligence community. Did Deep Throat say that people's lives are in danger? Yes. What else did he say? He said everyone is involved. You know the results of the latest Gallup poll? Half the country never even heard of the word Watergate. Nobody gives a shit. You guys are probably pretty tired, right? Well, you should be. Go on home. Get a nice hot bath. Rest up 15 minutes. Then get your asses back in gear. We're under a lot of pressure, you know, and you put us there. Nothing's riding on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. But if you guys fuck up again, I'm going to get mad. Bob Seska! Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show! Oh, hi. How are you? What's happening? Uh, it is the Trump crisis day, 733, 651 days until the 2020 presidential election and day 32 of the Trump shutdown and TV's Buzz Burbank is sitting right over there. Hi, Buzz. 
We got him. We got him. <laughs> yes, we do. Hi, hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Uh, good to talk to you again. Hello, my friend. Uh, I, I, I got to start with a question. What exactly am I supposed to do with all these federal workers all over my front lawn? <laughs> two, two, two of them asked if I needed an Uber. Yeah, you know what? Next time, what you should do is have them just fill the sandbags getting ready for hurricane season. <laughs> They'll come in handy at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> well, so, I can't really stay too long today. i got to catch a plane to take some food stamps to a member of the Coast Guard. you think I'll run into any trouble? Oh, <laughs> uh, God, it depends if you need any federal agents to check your bags at TSA. Oh, you know? my God. God damn it. God um, damn it! So, you know, I've been dying all weekend to get your take as a professional news guy uh, on the BuzzFeed News uh, debacle from Friday. Of course, the story came out that Donald Trump ordered Michael Cohen to lie to Congress in his testimony, and then... And then all hell broke loose, didn't <laughs> later that night, right? Was it Friday yeah. night or was it Saturday? All the days run together for me. I'm not sure which Yeah, the, well, I, the BuzzFeed story actually broke of uh, Thursday evening. Thursday and, evening, uh, right. but, okay. but it evolved over most of what we remember about it yeah. occurred on Friday. And uh, I, I guess my first gut reaction to it all was, Ouch. Ouch. Shit. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and, and I will outline this in great detail, and I'm happy to talk about it today, yeah. too, but I'll outline in great detail in my report this week uh, about why the BuzzFeed report may not be wrong. Uh, and yep. and uh, at, at least not uh, at, at its core. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I think there's some very good arguments for that. So uh, this is damaging and scary because, as Ben Bradley said in the, in that clip uh, from All the President's Men, uh, you know, it's just the First Amendment that's at stake here. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I saw a headline today that was frightening, and yeah. the headline I haven't didn't have time to read the article. Believe it or not, with all that's going on but the headline was is there a future for journalism oh, jesus christ Gua whoa one mistake i mean see that you know what well, my you know my yeah. reaction was uh, buzz it was this god damn it again this is a, a one error out of many many volumes of excellent reporting that we've seen done so far at least over the last couple of years with regard to trump and this investigation and the the russian attack and and so, of course, what they do is they use that one opening in which yeah, to shove true. all of their doubt about the uh, the Mueller investigation, about the the press coverage, especially of all yeah, of that. That's the part. That's the part that hurts. That's yeah. the ouch part of it. But I'm telling you, uh, what they got what they got wrong, unfortunately, were I think is, really is a matter of detail. Yeah. And I think that much of what was in the BuzzFeed report is substantiated in court filings. Mm -hmm. By Robert Mueller recommending no jail time for uh, Michael Cohen, uh, and uh, there are other. There, there are, we also have to ask ourselves this question: of all the news joints in all the world, why did <laughs> why did Mueller pick this story yeah. to refute? Yeah. You know, to challenge. And and actually, and I, I get tired, and I, I understand it because to a degree it's right. But I see all these headlines and news text that says. Uh, that the special counsel uh, uh, you know, disputed the, the BuzzFeed report. Um, no. uh, dis disputed some aspects of it, disputed specific language in it, disputed the characterization of the specific evidence and witnesses within it. But that doesn't belie the fact that 
Mueller has those documents and he has those witnesses. Yeah. And he did give Michael Cohen a hell of a deal on with the no prison time on right. top of what he'd been facing from the New York charges. Why why was Mueller it, he said Mueller said it was because of uh, Cohen's cooperation. Well, what did that indicates Cohen gave Mueller something really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, could it have been that Trump directed him to to lie to Congress and could it be that Mueller chose not to reveal that part of his investigation in right. the court filing uh, in which he said uh, Cohen should get no jail time? There are a lot of questions that have yet to be answered and uh, with BuzzFeed being among those who've done some amazing reporting on this story from the very beginning, yep. actually leading the New York Times in, in several instances and being right about it, uh, as if that weren't enough, they're standing by their story and saying it will Will be borne out. I think they have a basis to make that claim. And yeah. although this is damaging and hurtful, very hurtful to me, especially, you know, and, and anybody who's, uh, uh, you know, considers themselves a, a journalist, it's extremely painful. But I think this is going to get ironed out. I, oh, I certainly, yeah. yeah. My fingers are certainly crossed. And so that's mm-hmm. that's sort of the evolution of mm-hmm. my feelings about what went down with BuzzFeed and the uh, refutation of detail from Robert Mueller's office. Yeah, and you know, I, I want to say something about BuzzFeed right out of the gate, and it's just to clarify something uh, about BuzzFeed as a news organization. And what we're talking about <laughs> when we say BuzzFeed as a news organization is literally the vertical BuzzFeed news. You know, and I know a lot of people have been going around saying, "Well, oh, this is the what the news guys who also yes. post all of the Jurassic Park gifts and crap like right. that." You know, right. and all the top ten lists and whatever. Mm-hmm. But but you can't make that kind of I, I guess you, you can say it if you want to. But at the same time, it's, to me, it doesn't hold any water because you have to look at every uh, network news organization and compare the news divisions and the entertainment divisions. So if we're going to start uh, uh, demeaning and uh, and ridiculing a news organization because of the other programming around it, boy, mm-hmm. we could say a lot about CBS, NBC and ABC and especially Fox for the right. kind of programming they do as entertainment that uh-huh. precede and come after all of their actual hard news uh, newscasts. And a lot of that is the way that website has evolved in its yeah. own right and, and also the way that it's laid out. It mm-hmm. sort of presents itself as that kind of a, a website. I had people ask me, innocently, not chall- in a challenging way, isn't that sort of the gossip website? Or, <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, it is. And, and what I have said to some people is, in a way, this is how I started out in broadcasting. If you if indulge me, I can give a capsulized version of this. <laughs> yeah. I, knew I, I knew I wanted to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, news seemed to be the best way into it, and you get to talk more. Yeah. And then when I got into the newsroom, I realized how very important and serious this stuff is. Mm-hmm. And, and I began to take it as such, and I, I really took it to heart. And really dived into it yeah and uh and and became committed to it and was inspired by Woodward and Bernstein mm-hmm. and the other things that were were going on at the time and so I became very very serious about it but I also knew and I was very young I wanted my contemporaries to listen to me and I knew that when the news came on the radio they uh, you know they listened to the music but when the news came on they changed the station or turned <laughs> it down so I knew my challenge was to 
and here's where BuzzFeed comes in, yeah. capture their attention. Right, right. And especially uh, when you were on the Don and Mike show, I mean, uh, you're surrounded by fart noises and guy talk, right? And then and then you yeah, go and you do yeah. maybe upwards, depending on how many times you were interrupted, upwards of an hour of news every day on right. that show, surrounded right. by all of that uh, sort of morning zoo style mayhem. And of course, that yeah, didn't, and, that and, didn't pull the efficacy and uh, newsworthiness <laughs> of your newscast down, well, as far as I was concerned, because you always you always took it very seriously, and there was I never... powered through. Yeah, yeah I powered yeah. through, and I really didn't mind uh, a, a lot of the interruptions because they were germane. If uh, you know, right. somebody wanted to act out a sketch based on information that I had imparted, I was pretty okay with that. <laughs> Why you know? not? Uh, you know what I mean? If, if it was something unrelated and mm. distracting and and hurtful to the content, then <laughs> then I took issue with it. But yeah. but a lot of the times, it, it it really allowed the illustration of the stories that I was doing, and that was almost radio theater, but then right. we were, we're sort of off the subject here. But yeah. uh, the point is, uh, I, I used to, early in my career, I did a show called Music News, and it was just, you know, it was just showbiz, like Entertainment mm. Tonight in three minutes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, so you do these things to get people into the store, mm-hmm. uh, because the, you face it, a lot of people have avoided and still avoid the news. It either strikes them as boring or repulsive. Uh, many now, sadly, don't believe it anymore, don't believe in it anymore, and don't yeah. believe what it says. Uh, you know, so, and and some of that was at the expense of getting them into the store. Right. You have to pay the bills. In order to pay the investigative journalists, you've got to sell the newspapers that mm-hmm. talk about Rihanna or whatever is hot at the moment. I guess, I, like I said, you can impugn BuzzFeed as being unserious all you want, but mm-hmm. their news vertical has proved itself to be a serious news news uh, organization and so you can't you can't look at the gifts and go well look at all the gifts and the lists and the <laughs> you know the the five different mm-hmm. ways that you're just like you know a pile of turds uh, you know it's just like it's all the different whatever they also have on buzzfeed news <laughs> it doesn't take away from the uh the newsworthiness of what they're reporting in this case they got a little something wrong they got one of the details wrong and uh it turns out however that according to rudy giuliani they weren't as wrong as some uh, were saying they were. Uh, See, this is what I'm saying. Going into Friday, Saturday. <laughs> exactly right. Well, I mean, Rudy right. Giuliani said point blank that mm-hmm. there was communication. He said this on TV Sunday morning that there was communication between Trump and Michael Cohen in advance of his congressional testimony, specifically about his congressional testimony. So they had discussions, and Rudy, of course, tried to downplay it, saying it was something to the effect of their mutual defense agreement, that they were just, well, it's all part of that. It's totally normal. It's all normal. He was trying. That was his mission, to go out and say, this communication that was going on between Donald Trump and Michael Cohen was totally and completely normal so that all the red hats could sleep at night and go, oh, phew, I guess BuzzFeed was kind of right, but but it doesn't matter because it's totally normal what they were reporting anyway. Nothing to see here. <laughs> right. and by the way, if you believe Rudy Giuliani, I've got a border wall in El Paso. I'll say that. <laughs> it's despicable. Yes, it is despicable, Rudy. It's despicable. It really, really is. It's so despicable. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, he kept blurting the truth. He did it a couple of times on Sunday, on the Sunday yeah. shows. Yeah. Now, he's tried to walk this back, and he says yeah. he was only speaking hypothetically, which is just a great thing to say anytime you said something stupid or offensive. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it, to. It amazes me that he has any credibility, but you're right, that was to soothe the... (laughs) 
red hats. But, you know, soothing, and I don't want to get us off of this necessarily, but yeah. soothing the red hats is becoming harder to do. What with uh, the economy uh, now being affected yeah. by uh, the trade, the combination, the, the Trump double punch of trade war and government shutdown. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what Giuliani said the other day to uh, uh-huh. Jake Tapper was, well, right. so so what if he talked to him about it? So right. it's just like, right. you know, those guys spent 24 hours all day Saturday <laughs> doing a little happy dance all over uh, legitimate news organizations for repeating, right. if not reporting, the information that we learned about uh, Thursday night with regard to Michael Cohen and his congressional testimony and his coordination with Donald Trump on that. And, uh, and so they had their fun all all day Saturday, and then Rudy, who's supposed to be helping them out, shows up on television and says, so what? So what if they talked? So what if they did this thing that we just said all day Saturday never actually happened? Well, Michael Cohen has abandoned the ownership of that that phrase, yeah. so what, and has uh, handed ownership of it over to Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> exactly. And then he said uh, later on uh, with Chuck Todd, uh, it's our understanding that they went on through d- these discussions about Trump Tower Moscow, went on through 2016. Not a lot of them, but there were conversations. Can't be sure of the exact dates, but the president can remember having conversations with him about it. And then Chuck Dodd said, throughout 2016? And Giuliani said, yeah, probably up to, could be up to as far as October or November. It's despicable. That was great because... Uh, here's the timeline of events when it comes to the discussions or, or when the discussions about Trump Tower Moscow ended. You have uh, Michael Cohen lying and being convicted for lying when he said that the Trump Tower Moscow discussions happened ended in January of 2016, is it? And then we find out later that it was actually like midsummer, June, right. July of 2016. And now Rudy is saying it goes all the way up to the election. So if what Rudy said was true, and we have no reason to doubt what Rudy said was true, because Rudy is, in fact, still, even though he's his TV lawyer, he's still a representative for Donald Trump. And so what Rudy is saying is that Donald Trump was carrying on conversations about this so-called Moscow project all the way through the entire presidential election while saying he has no contacts whatsoever with Russia, no business with Russia, all at the same time that Russia is in the midst of the biggest cyber attack against the United States in history, and while Donald Trump was also soft-pedaling any sort of remarks about Vladimir Putin and his status as as president of Russia. So, I mean, and going so far even to... uh, Uh, relentlessly compliment Russia or to not criticize Russia, as the case may be. So this was all going on while Donald Trump was... carrying on conversations about building the tallest building in Russia with Vladimir Putin getting a $50 million penthouse on the top floor of the tallest building in Russia. I mean, this is all going on. It was happening. Yeah, during the election while telling people uh, he's raised uh, lying to an all new art form. (laughs) And in this case, it amounts to a fraud upon the American voter. It's a fraudulent election. Now, uh, people, and I I get this argument too, oh, politicians have always lied. Well, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, in a way, they have. They've exaggerated, they've embellished, they've uh, twisted, they've they've omitted facts, uh, but and always for, uh, you know, the usual simple political reasons, and everybody went, okay, uh, we understand how that game is played. This this ain't like that. This is is considerably different and, uh, and, and dangerous different yeah 
I mean, for God's sake, for eight years, all they did was tap dance on Barack Obama's head for saying, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. And so they, I mean, they went so far as to repeal or try to repeal health insurance for 30 million Americans because Barack Obama lied, allegedly, about whether or not you can keep your doctor if uh, Obamacare gets passed. So this Ob- is- Obama was accused of trying to destroy America, and yeah. Trump is actually doing it. <laughs> exactly right. Now, to make matters even worse for Rudy Giuliani, it's despicable. It really, really is. He actually said something, let something slip today about tapes. Now, remember, yeah, for the longest yeah. time we've been hearing, basically through Donald Trump, that he's got recordings of his conversations with uh, James Comey and other officials. Well, for some reason, uh, while being questioned today, I maybe it was uh, with the New Yorker magazine. Rudy Giuliani was talking to the New Yorker. And he said something uh, to the effect of, because I've been through all the tapes, I've been through all yes. the texts, I've been through all the emails, and I knew none existed. And, right. of course, the big question is, what the hell are you talking? Tapes? Are there tapes? You have tapes of conversations. Where are those tapes? Does Robert Mueller have those tapes? Do congressional investigators have those tapes? What is what is the content of the tapes? And then he, of course, said later on, I shouldn't have said tapes. <laughs> Yeah, he said. He said maybe they were different tapes, yeah. not these tapes, but some other tapes. Some other tapes. Some other tapes that aren't these. Right. It was the. It was Dawkins' greatest hits from 1988. Right. Is what it was. <laughs> you heard that tape, but oh uh, no tapes. You know. Well, I have listened to tapes, but none of them concern this. That's his big. Uh, with, his big. With lawyers, there. with with a defense lawyer like Rudy, who needs a prosecutor. <laughs> he keeps blurting shit out, and I don't know yeah. what it is. I mean, I thought that was really kind of Don Junior's territory. I was like, oh yeah, New York Times well, article about a mysterious meeting taking place in Trump Tower about and, uh, and with Russians Trump- and so on. And he goes, he goes, oh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, here's all my emails. Here, here are all my text messages with Rob Goldstone and all the email, the entire email train incriminating oh, it's, it's, myself. Right? It's birds of a feather. I mean, yeah. uh, Trump has done it. Trump has incriminated yep. himself. Uh, Trump's attorney has incriminated Trump. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Trump's attorneys, plural, have incriminated Trump. Yeah, he surrounds himself with uh, the kind of people who are willing to do that. Yeah, and of course, uh, Stephanie Miller's metaphor for all of this is that scene from A Few Good Men with uh, yes. uh, Jack Nicholson screaming, you're goddamn right, I ordered the code red, and that of course is what these guys are constantly, constantly doing. I guess when you're always lying, Every yeah. once in a while, you're going to get scrambled. Isn't that the, that's the treachery, isn't, isn't it, Buzz, where well, if you lie so pro- much, you, you accidentally, you can't keep all the lies straight in your head, so every once in a while, the truth just slips out, right? That's, that's part of it, and add to that, prosecutors who uh, are well-skilled in uh, being able to push your buttons, in yeah. able to, you know, to get you to say, yes, I ordered the code red. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're expert at this. It's what they do. And and in this case, like I said, you don't even need prosecutors because Trump has a tendency to blurt things out under under pressure. If you've seen him in those few moments where he's been cornered by a reporter or, or Nancy Pelosi, yeah. uh, you'll see him blurt out things he didn't mean to say. And Giuliani does it and Don Jr. does it. It's it's just he's surrounded by that. It's yeah. it's it's a it's one of the many flavors of this administration. <laughs> That's right. You're a liar, Trump. You're a liar, Trump. Right. You know, I'm just <laughs> noticing here this story about Giuliani walking back the tapes thing. Evidently, yeah. his excuse had something to do with the fact that he was on his way into the shower. He's being interviewed by the new goddamn Yorker. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so apparently that's not important enough to sit down and focus on the interview. He's on his way, which is kind of gross to even think about, by the way. Rudy Giuliani yes, right, on his right. way to the shower. It's like picturing Nosfera 2 showering. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Which is, you know, looking all like a goblin, but with a towel wrapped around his uh, midsection. Thank Excellent. you. Gratefully. Thank you for that, Rudy. But he said here he was he had only a minute before getting into the shower in which to answer the questions. The president's attorney claimed he had known uh, from the moment I had read the story that it was false. And of course, it's not. But here's the interesting thing, too. Talk about going back to my rule about Donald Trump, which is that Trump yeah. always makes things yeah. worse for Trump. Right. They have now, in a sense, vindicated the truthfulness or the trustworthiness of Robert Mueller because of that oh, statement yeah. that came out of the special counsel's office. Uh, what, what was it on Friday? And so as a result of that, they've now moved away from the whole witch hunt thing. And the, you know, we haven't seen Trump say a goddamn you thing know, about the conflicted do not, Democrats. Do not underestimate Mueller using yeah. an inconsistency in a media story to get <laughs> Trump to back off. That's right. Do not, do not rule that out. These yeah. are very, very smart people, way smarter than any of us, at least when it comes to this. Yeah. Yeah. Just a fantastic point, Buzz, because this is another situation where they have just seized upon just the smallest nugget of something right. Right. and then used it to the point where I, I see it like a, a Trump punches a hole in the wall and then mm-hmm. all the red hats behind him go flooding through that hole and just crash into it and make a big gigantic hole and they all run through it. And then on the other side is, of course, a bunch of booby traps or something like that. It just they all get crushed by, you know, spiky things coming down like an Indiana Jones movie. And, and they don't realize it. They don't know that they're walking into a trap of their own making. Everything Trump does not only makes things worse for Trump, yeah. it makes things worse for his supporters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the support is falling, falling away. My characterization of a New York Times report on, on this, uh, a Michigan man who voted for Trump because, like others, he was disgusted with politics and wanted to shake up things. Yeah. He liked the idea of a turn-over-the-tables kind of president. Now, quoting him... What the F were we thinking? (laughs) God, I'm I'm so glad to hear that. And he's not alone. There are many others like him. Another lady says, I'm so tired of hearing about this wall. That fatigue that you and I talked about is setting in. Even among, and these are people, I'm quoting people who voted for him. Uh, He's losing that precious base. He's playing, he's taking all of his cues now from conservative media and, and that dwindling base. And that base is shrinking, uh, especially with the economic fears, economic confidence indexes down now, down, indices, if you prefer, uh, are down now uh, because of the shutdown and because yep. of the trade wars. People are no longer, they were a few months ago, but they are no longer optimistic about uh, this country's economy. And if you're not optimistic uh, about the economy, do you really go out and buy the prettier refrigerator? Yeah. yeah. No, you don't. And that and then that means the refrigerator, the pretty refrigerator people have to lay somebody off. And and this, you know, the whole economy begins to fall apart at that point, uh, all because of the stubbornness of this one man over a wall that he can't back out of now, because every time he tries to, uh, the conservatives leap all over him and call him a wimp. 
uh, and threatened to abandon him, though, mm-hmm. those who are still left. Uh, <laughs> his, his approvals dropped like uh, 18% among white uh, suburban men. Oh, yeah. It's down uh, 7% among non-college educated men. This, this is his base we're talking about yep. here. It's the wheels are coming off for this guy because all he had left was the economy and his radical base, and both are crumbling now. Yeah, in fact, he's at his lowest point as far as as his approval numbers go uh, since I'm looking at the Nate Silver numbers, the Nate Silver graph here, since September 18th, 2018 was the last time. So in the last 130 days, this is the lowest point, uh, at least mm-hmm. since yeah. then, since the, the last lowest point. And I think he's got uh, lower still to go. And in fact, the numbers oh, yeah. that you yeah. can really take a look at to see how much of a disaster this is for Donald Trump are his disapproval numbers. The, because that, you want to talk about a hockey stick shape, it almost looks like those Al Gore graphs about the climate crisis, where suddenly yeah, his uh, disapproval uh, is just kind of hovering along and then suddenly, whoo, it goes way up through the roof. We yeah. almost need one of those scissor lifts, you know, like to get to the top of it, to, to point at it with your pointer. I, I think we've hypnotized ourselves to a certain extent into believing that nothing can be done uh, to, to stop this guy, yeah. that nothing, and what I mean by that is uh, nothing... He can do nothing. He could go out on, on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and get away with it. Uh, and and he's certainly done a lot of nearly equally horrific things, uh, from the Muslim ban to the transgender ban of the military to all of the, the you know the the border everything that that he's done these horrible hateful things equating uh, you know the the uh, white supremacists in Charlottesville uh, to to their protesters. Yeah. None of these things lost him any support. Yeah. His people just continued to hang on through all of this crap mm-hmm. and more. Uh, evangelicals are still hanging on to him. A lot of Republicans are still hanging on to him. His uh, approval, but it's but it is shrinking. Yeah. And uh, you know, so th- this guy's just headed down in flames, no matter how you look at it. In fact, his lowest point was December 16, twenty seventeen. That was right before they passed the tax reform bill or the tax cut mm-hmm. bill. Uh, right now, and so that number was, let's see, 36.5 approved, 57.4 disapproved, according to Nate Silver. And then you go down to uh, today, and we're at 55% disapproved and 40% approved. So we're not too far from that low point. We're still a bit of a ways away from it, but, you know, anything can happen. I mean, what we're looking at there, back going back to December of 2017, are the continued uh, ramifications of Charlottesville and everything that happened in the, uh, in the aftermath math of all yeah. of that well remember also that polls are like a rolling average yeah. and uh, check back on that in a week and uh, mm-hmm. check back on that in, in two weeks because what america is feeling right now i mean these polls oftentimes reflect a period of time yeah. uh, the period of time can vary and certainly we know a lot of things can happen in that period of time but what are people thinking right this very second polls can't really tell us that and i i contend all along that they lag slightly behind reality in terms of where people are mm-hmm. uh, when you look at uh, specific polling the Marist poll that shows the support falling off uh, those numbers obviously are not being reflected in the overall yet yeah because the overall is still at 40 a number I've never believed uh, <laughs> and 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 when you when you take seven away from that as in the seven percent of, of non-college education it, 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 no it, the yeah. math doesn't it doesn't add up yeah. so I, I just think a lot of those polls and and uh, certainly Nate Silver 
pretty much knows what he's doing and I'm sure knows a lot more about it than I do. Yeah. But I, I think he's sort of failing to take that into account or or uh, failing to take into account that the people who read his material uh, will 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 not consider those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, his polling numbers right now are soft as far as I'm concerned. I think he still has a long way to drop. Obviously, the Nixon numbers right before he resigned were somewhere in the mid-20s, if I recall correctly. And, you know, Donald Trump, and I almost called him Nixon, uh, Donald Trump uh, is uh, heading in that direction. There's no doubt about that. So it's just a matter of uh, a time before everyone just goes, you know, enough with this. The, the Don't shutdown. ever. Yeah. And and don't ever insult Nixon like that again. <laughs> you know, uh, let's take an informal poll here on the show, Buzz. Uh, you know, yeah, okay. Um, okay. What is your favorite pillow? What is the most comfortable pillow that you've ever slept I am, on? I am not making this up. I'm not saying this for any commercial reason. I know you're not. I'm telling you, I got one of these hollow pillows. Hollow pillows. And it 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 fits me so perfect. I have slept yeah. on it, I swear. I have slept on it every night since I got it. Every night that I'm home anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, which is nearly all of them. Uh, every night I've slept on this pillow. And and when I'm not sleeping on it, one of my cats is. And I, <laughs> I take that I take that as a seal of approval. That's right. That's how much. That's my favorite pillow, Bob. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll just add your cats to the polling sample. So that'll be what well, <laughs> you've you. got. You got two cats. Yes. So that's four people. My favorite pillow is, of course, my hollow pillow as well. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, mean, I can't count the number of mornings I've awakened uh, on a pillow that was uh, so sweaty. I mean, I, everyone's experienced mm-hmm. this at some point or another. I had to actually take that pillow and, and throw it in the dryer uh, the <laughs> next morning because I sweat so much. But then uh, it was. Then along comes the hollow pillow. Uh, now I wake up as cool, as they say, as the other side of the pillow. Now because I sleep on a hollow pillow. The hollow pillow stays cool while giving my head, neck, and shoulders perfect support all night long, night after night. A lot of us have spent good money on good mattresses but still haven't found the right pillow. Hollow pillows are filled with natural buckwheat hulls. If you're concerned about how the hollow pillows impact the environment, this is your answer. Natural buckwheat hulls that are eco-friendly, they don't give off gases, and they don't collapse under your head and shoulders. Buckwheat's grown and milled by American farmers before the hulls go into Hollow's pre-shrunken certified organic unbleached cotton twill casing, all right here in the U.S. of A. Hollow pillows breathe and stay cool and most importantly conform to perfectly to your head, neck, and shoulders for a truly restful night's sleep. I'm so, so happy with mine. I'm proud to give it my personal endorsement and proud that a percentage of the profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy. Plus, Hollow pillows get the endorsement of Buzz Burbank's cats. Uh, because you <laughs> know what? Buzz. <laughs> and Buzz. And Buzz himself. Hollow pillows available in three sizes, small, standard, to king. And right now, depending on the size, you can save up to 20 bucks on each additional pillow with fast, free shipping. But you can only get that deal by going to hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. That's hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. Say hello to a restful and healthy night's sleep and wake up as cool as the other side of the pillow. Thank you for supporting this brilliant company and this show at hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. The Bob Seska Show. Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Welcome back to our Tuesday show with Buzz. Uh, okay. 
Lots of news and uh, stuff still to get to in the uh, Trump crisis. Oh, my God. So It's always we, a crisis. Always a crisis. This um, is the 32nd day of the government shutdown. You know, I'm getting the impression, Buzz, that uh, Donald Trump doesn't understand what a humanitarian crisis is. He keeps, <laughs> yeah, no. he keeps uh, using that not. phrase, and he doesn't. I don't think he understands. I mean, I was looking at his tweet today about it because he keeps saying humanitarian crisis and never says anything about how he intends to resolve the humanitarian crisis other right. than to build wall. And, right. and building wall will not solve a humanitarian crisis. Sending medical supplies and food and clean drinking water, that solves a humanitarian crisis. So, for example, he doesn't know what the word human means, <laughs> much less humanitarian. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he's tweeted here this morning, never seen Senate Majority Leader and Republicans so united on an issue as they are on the humanitarian crisis and security on our southern border. If we create a wall or barrier which prevents criminals and drugs from flowing into our country, crime will go down by record numbers. So when he says humanitarian crisis, I don't think I don't think he actually knows because based on the rest of this tweet, he's all he's talking about security, but he's not talking at all about what involves a humanitarian crisis or responding to a humanitarian crisis. So, of course, Donald Trump doesn't understand it. And for those of you who just have joined us recently, uh, the moral is, as always, Trump doesn't know anything about anything. Doesn't know a goddamn thing about anything. That's right. Uh, You know, of course, if this was a humanitarian crisis, his approach would be way different. Instead, in the face of a humanitarian crisis, he has decided to shut down the federal government of the United States which could very easily provide relief in a humanitarian crisis, but can't. Never listen to a cruel bully talk right. about humanitarianism. It just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, that's the wrong, you're listening to the wrong source. <laughs> exactly. There, if that's your, your, your source for what is or what isn't humanitarian. Yeah. You know what I say it is? I say it's despicable. It's despicable. It's despicable. Despicable. <laughs> uh, here's what else is despicable, Buzz. The uh, grand yes. jury apparently runs out of money on Friday because of the shutdown. And this is according to uh, the Atlantic's Natasha Bertrand. She says here, uh, the shutdown is impacting federal investigations. Another agent says, I have been advised by our U.S. attorney's office that because of the shutdown, there are no funds allocated to pay for grand jury subpoenas. This is causing affected investigations to be put on hold. You know, so I'm beginning to wonder if uh, the shutdown in and of itself isn't obstruction of justice or yeah. collusion in a strange kind of way. You know, and I, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell if this was accidental or on purpose or if they've accidentally discovered uh, along the way the, the value of the government shutdown. Yeah. But uh, FBI agents, as you've heard, are, are not being paid. Uh, this is uh, every, all federal workers or 800,000 federal workers are, are missing a, a second month's paycheck now. Uh, yeah. Because of the government shutdown, and it's affecting morale at the people who keep us safe, the the prison guards at maximum security prisons, mm-hmm. the TSA screeners who are increasingly calling in sick because they got to go find some money to feed their families. Right. Uh, th- this is at, at cri- This is a humanitarian becoming mm-hmm. a humanitarian crisis, uh, which is what a cruel bully does. But yep. it, it, I think it originally started as a distraction. I think the original purpose of it was to distract from uh, what was happening in the Mueller investigation. And I think along the way, they've discovered, well, hey, 
this can actually help us uh, obstruct justice. This can actually help us slow things down in the court system and in the Justice Department and at the FBI. Um, I think the jurors, by the way, and maybe I think some of the people in the courts, by the way, would be willing to work at no pay for a while uh, to continue this investigation. If I'm one of the jurors and I put this much time into it and I recently voted along with the rest of my grand jurors, the other 22 people, if I voted with them to, to continue our work, uh, I would want to continue the work with some assurance. I mean, it was, it's not like you were going to get rich in that job anyway. It's <laughs> It, 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 it's something I think the jury members are committed to, and certainly the prosecutors are in that case. Uh, obviously, you got to keep the courts open. Uh, there's a, an incredible – I'm just saying don't underestimate the determination to go forward here despite the clear efforts. But with FBI agents going unpaid yep. and, and others uh, going unpaid, uh, this is uh, – Trump has taken his attack on the institutions of government to a new level yeah. here and, and in a way that appears – stand to benefit him yeah again the the grand jury serving robert Mueller right now is going to probably go home at the end of the day on friday when they run out of money that is uh that is just a staggering turn of events and the thing that i've been looking at buzz more than anything else with regard to this shutdown is the fact that this guy who we all pretty much know is a russian agent a guy working mm-hmm. on behalf of the political and geo well the geopolitical goals of uh, Vladimir Putin has winning or unwinning yes yeah mm-hmm. ha- has shut down the government of the United States and yeah. and when you look at it in those terms boy it really looks uh, both uh, obvious and obnoxious uh, and and obviously severely damaging on top of everything else. I mean, basically what this does is it sets a precedent that the president, whether it's Donald Trump or some future president, can just shut down the government as soon as he or she is in some sort of legal jeopardy uh, by a special prosecutor or a grand jury or something involving federal agents. You know, all you got to do, well, shut down the government indefinitely and we'll just sit and wait. We'll wait it out right. and see what happens. <laughs> and yeah, that's I, what he's know, doing. I, I, I can't imagine anyone as foolish or as cruel as him going forward, especially after him. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I worry more about the present than the, the precedent at yeah. this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm looking at this from a, uh, you know, uh, Jesus Christ, what's going to happen in the future point of view? Yeah. Like, no, I'm looking at a Jesus Christ. What's going to happen now? Yeah. Now, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I I, mean, I, I I don't know. It's just my feeling. Yes, of course, we, we have to be concerned with that. But uh, my my gut, my experience, my you know, my my hope, certainly all of these things yeah. are that uh, when we get rid of this guy, uh, we we make some rules to make sure that this never happens again. We found out we left this guy a lot of loopholes. So oh we're yeah, clo- we're we're gonna close those up as we closed up some after Watergate. Yeah, uh, but uh, we can take steps to make sure this doesn't happen again. And if he goes down in flames. Uh, who else will immediately want to go down in flames like that? Who, if, if Trump goes down in flames, who among us is going to say, oh, I want to do what he did? You know, I mean, so <laughs> I think there's a lot here to discourage this happening. And I really am frankly concerned about the fire we have to put out now. Well, you know, I'm so glad that the... Uh that the Democrats didn't cave on his deal that he announced on yeah. Saturday. The funny thing yeah. about that address on Saturday afternoon, I was aware of it. I knew that it was going to happen. In fact, I wrote about it on Friday and said, you know, another, uh, you know, leaning on the alarm button and went, oh, shit, he's going to declare another national or he's going to try to uh, declare a national emergency this time, finally. 
And uh, I turned out to be wrong. He ended up floating a, a ridiculous deal to the Democrats on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I, com- I, so, deal, I so completely forgot about that address. I blew right through it. It wasn't until an hour and a half after the address had ended when I went, oh, shit, Trump said something on TV today. <laughs> oh, too bad. And wasn't, it, and wasn't that a nice feeling to know that you missed it? Uh, it felt great. I mean, I, mean, I know, you know I'm people, supposed to do it, but Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, no, I mean, well, somebody was watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and you. It, 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 it all got recorded, and you were able to see it later. So it's not like you did. It's not like it's your job to cover breaking news. I, you know, take a, a half swing at it, uh, you know, on social media, but uh i i prefer you know what i do once a week instead because breaking news is changing news and you're bound to be proven wrong or incorrect about something at some point well here's the art of the deal guy uh donald trump who's supposed to be a master of of cutting deals with uh you know enemies or opponents or how's he doing so far he's doing terribly buzz and i'll tell you why (laughs) he He's so obvious. Now that we see what has happened in the Supreme Court today, the mm-hmm. uh, one of the decisions that they handed down regarding DACA, the reason Donald Trump went on television on Saturday is because he knew that the Supreme Court was handing down a ruling on DACA on Monday and that it might not he go fought. his way. So instead, what he did was he offered, floated a deal that he allowed a three-year extension of DACA. You know, DACA that he actually canceled himself so as yeah. to create a uh, to, to create leverage with the Democrats uh, decided okay we're going to give you an extension of three years in this deal if you decide to give me five billion dollars for this eyesore that I want to make in the desert and I, so I, I saw it a little bit differently I, I think I think what I think he expected a ruling uh, quickly a ruling uh, yeah. he really did he expected a ruling which he did not get uh, he he expected that the ruling would be in his favor yeah. which it isn't yet. Uh, so that's why he was, sees and, and again, this is, you know, I'll talk about this in my report, but, but he's, he take, he took the government hostage first yeah. of all. And when he couldn't get the ransom for that hostage, he, 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 he brought out another previous hostage, which was DACA. Yeah. And he said, I'll let you have this hostage back for three years if you'll give me my 5.7 for the wall. <laughs> right. And, and, and uh, you know, nobody, it, it, because of the conditions and everything, it attached to that. And because it did involve a wall, uh, the Democrats didn't bite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I think correctly so. So he was just wrong in every level. I don't think he expected the, the Supreme Court to say no to his plan. I think he expected them to say yes. And what has happened with the Supreme Court ruling, in my view, is that they have taken away his hostage. They've taken away one of the hostages. Yeah. They have freed one of his hostages, which is DACA. They've said, no, you know what? Uh, DACA can continue to stand until, oh, I don't know, next year. So he's not going to get the quick ruling that he yeah. hoped for. Uh, no, that will, we're going to let Obama's rule stand for next year and uh, not consider the lower court rulings that your executive order sucks. Yeah. And and so this was a real blow to Trump, and, and it robbed him of one of his hostages. Two days ago, he was offering this hostage, I'll give you, I'll give you DACA back if I can have my 5.7 for the wall. And uh, the Supreme Court said, well, it, not your hostage anymore. She's free. <laughs> yeah, She's exactly free. right. DACA is free. Exactly right. And so thank God the Democrats didn't take that deal on Saturday. Thank yeah, God they absolutely. said, you know what? No, this absolutely. is a non-starter. Because I think they partly knew that the Supreme Court had something to say about it and that a ruling might be handed down this coming up week. And sure enough, right. on Monday, uh, or and today, actually it was today, that uh, the Supreme Court said, okay, we're not going to 
We're not going to make a ruling on this, so whatever the lower courts have said stands. So DACA remains, you know, uh, still in action for now. And they'll hear the case next year, and maybe they'll say Trump's order is okay, but based on the lower court rulings that say this uh, this plan, this Trump order, is baseless, It, it it demonstrates no basis for itself, and further, it's legally sloppy. It's legally questionable. <laughs> right. uh, and and that's why the lower courts have struck down Trump's order, while uh, the Supreme Court said, yeah, we'll let those rulings stand for another year, and we'll let DACA stand for another year, uh, hostage removed. Right, right. So the entire uh, Donald Trump deal from Saturday has been mm. taken, whether the Democrats wanted to go with it or not, it doesn't even matter. The Supreme Court has taken that ball out of his hand and, and said, bye, Donald. We, we, exactly. <laughs> sorry. And, the funnest, and the funnest part of it all is mm-hmm. uh, Trump took another beating yeah. For even offering to free DACA for right. three years, uh, took another beating from Ann Coulter and mm-hmm. Breitbart and all those other folks, uh, and and he listens to them. These are the people he takes his guidance from. This is this they represent his his angry red hatted base, mm-hmm. and uh, so the, their word is gospel. We've seen time and again that U.S. policy, foreign and domestic, is being set by Fox News and and Breitbart and yep. and and Ann Coulter even for crying out loud. Right. Uh, you know, and, and that's that's who's running the country right mm-hmm. now. So the art of the deal guy made things worse for the art of the deal guy, right? Yeah, and for everybody <laughs> else in the process. I mean, we may yep. need to amend your wise and uh, very reusable, recyclable expression that Trump always makes things worse for Trump. It's Trump always makes things worse for Trump and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, well, that is absolutely true, at least for now. Uh, but I think in the long run, it's Trump who's going to have the entire American judicial system land squarely on his pumpkin head, oh, yeah. smashing oh, it yeah. into a million pieces. But the fact is that, through. I mean, yeah, like, but like you were saying, he, of course, ostracized and, uh, and and pissed off a bunch of people like Ann Coulter, a bunch of the, the radicals mm-hmm. on the immigration front. And, uh, and it didn't even matter because the and, Supreme and Court again, ended up upholding it anyway. <laughs> Right, and here again, so he's pissed off the base on showing weakness on the wall. He's pissed yep. off his base by by appearing weak on the wall, mm-hmm. and he's pissed off his base by hurting their pocketbooks, uh. either making them work without pay or taking away their pay completely or uh, affecting a job. Maybe they're a government contractor or maybe their town depends on uh, the money spent by government employees. Mm-hmm. Everybody suffers because of this. Yep, and you know what? We're going to do the, uh, the bad news from the Supreme Court right after these words. Well, it looks like that wicked winter air is setting in. And you know how washing up in winter can leave your hands drier and Rick Perry's hooses on a Saturday night. Well, friend, fret no more. Whip your dry skin into shape with whoop-ass hand balm from Bubble Genius. Them good folks over at Bubble Genius have loaded up their whoop-ass with a whole mess of nature's goodies. Like genuine shea butter and sweet almond oil. Citrus extracts and sage. Which are wonderful for healing and fixing your skin right up. This here ain't no sissy hand balm. This here's some serious stuff. So if long days out on the range are leaving your skin tighter than socks on a rooster... Then it sure is time to open a cane of whoop-ass. By the by, this stuff's great on rough elbows. And knees, too. Hear that, Mitch McConnell? Check out the entire line of whoop-ass products, including body whip and soap, at BubbleGenius.com. Bubble Genius. Y'all suds up now, you hear? 
Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, so we had some fun at the expense of Donald Trump, and uh, it's about time, to, don't you think? Yeah, and thanks to the Supreme Court for allowing us to do that. You know, mm-hmm. there's always an upside. Um, but the Supreme Court also has its bad news for us today, and that is that it allows it's allowing Trump's transgender ban on military to uh, to continue. I guess that is that the uh, pretty much the read from the Supreme Court is that they're allowing uh, it to continue, but they're not necessarily supporting it. Is that what it is? They're they're, allow- they're allowing it to begin. Okay. Uh, while a lower court uh, lower courts hear the challenges to it. Interesting. They want it to go through more lower courts first before making their ruling. Uh, but in the meantime, they say he may begin the program. And by the way, that was kind of the case with uh, DACA. Yeah. He was about to take away DACA, and the court, the Supreme Court, said no, you can't can't do that. Well, likewise, in this case, he was about to implement his transgender ban in the military, and in this case, the Supreme Court said he could. Uh, in legal circles, they call that a stroke and a poke. Interesting. Uh, so, no, they, they don't. I'm making that up. <laughs> I was like, wow, they, that's but, a, but you, you fantastic for, for the, the Supreme Court you? coming up with I a just, phrase like that. <laughs> I just like it because it rhymes. But... Uh, they, 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 in other words, they first handed uh, Trump something he wanted. That was the first ruling that came down today, which was yes, you can start the transgender ban in the military yeah. while lower courts hear it. Now, uh, it could end up back before them, it likely will, but the Supreme Court wants to hear what lower courts have to say about it first. Uh, pretty consistently, it's been criticized. Uh, the, the Trump's reworked it a little bit uh, so that it doesn't exclude all transgenders, you know, just the bad ones. I don't know how they determine. I'm, I'm kidding. It's about, it's, about, it's about the kind of job. It's about the kind of job that they have. So some transgenders, if they're in particularly sensitive jobs or, or whatever, they can, if they're the only people who can do the job they get to stay so that way trump can say well then it's not discriminatory because i let some transgenders stay so they're hoping that that will get by the courts that has to be tested out in the courts before the supreme court rules and that's that's kind of where where that's going and and, and on the other hand uh trump's just got to wait a year on the daca rulings what are these jobs that transgender soldiers won't be able to do what what is like the supreme court or donald trump worried i mean what are they worried about I, I literally think it's everything, uh, any job that they could get a, a straight person to to do, a, oh. you know, a, 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 a regular breeder to do. That's I think that's that's what they're they're looking for for most positions. Now, like I said, it, it, there may be certain positions. There may be it's technical. Maybe it's uh, uh, as translators. There may be uh, transgender soldiers who uh, service members who uh, there that person is the only person the military can get uh, who can do that job that well yeah. and uh, they get to stay right and i think that's so that's what i mean when i say it depends on their job in the military as to whether they stay or go but uh, the bottom line is most have to go and by making a few exceptions trump's hoping he can get around a ruling of no that's illegal discrimination you can't do that so that's that's where that is but unfortunately 
uh, the Supreme Court said, yeah, go ahead and start it and we'll get back to you. Yeah, you know, upwards of uh, 9,000 people identified as transgender in the military, uh, according mm-hmm, to a 2016 mm-hmm. survey. Other studies have shown just over 6,600 transgender people on active duty. Um, if only half of those people were told to go home and yeah. discharged, that's still a gigantic chunk of our active duty soldiers. Jim Mattis was against this all along. He's, he's gone. All the adults have left the room. There's no longer any adult supervision for Trump. Yeah. And Jim Mattis, uh, when, when Trump said, get rid of all the transgenders, uh, then immediately, uh, you know, his response, Jim Mattis's response was, yeah, yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he slow walked it. He slow yeah, walked he it every step of the way and resisted it and uh, said, well, we better do some studies. We're going to need, we better, I'm going to have to take some time here to do some stuff. You know, he just, yeah. he dragged it out as long as he possibly could and was able to put it off and, and in that time was able to demonstrate why the military doesn't want to lose these fine soldiers. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he was against this all along. We need the people, folks. And uh, Trump won't hear of it. His the evangelical voters who cling to Trump even still after everything, even mm-hmm. with the the latest, uh, the evangelical voters who, who stay with him. This is what they want. This is what they count on for. This is what they'll be terribly disappointed if he doesn't fulfill. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, they're saying here that the discharges are going to continue. Uh, while the challenges to the ban go forward. So right. as they right. continue right. to fight this thing, uh, mm-hmm. the military is going to continue under Trump. It's going to continue. good yeah. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just staggering, mm-hmm. especially because Donald Trump's going around the country saying, I totally rebuilt the military. The re- military is huge. It's so much huger than it used to be. And he's, of course, dam- he's diminishing and damaging the military just as he diminishes and damages everything about our government, whether it's the EPA, yeah. the educational system, the mm. list goes on, of course. And of course, if you ask any active duty soldier, one of the most important things to that soldier are his com- or her comrades around them, the people who they rely on to cover their own a- or cover each other's asses when, it goes, when the bullets start flying and the mortars start dropping. That's what they do. And so when you start stripping out Uh, members of the military, active duty members of the military, people who are doing absolutely nothing wrong, and you're stripping them out of their units, uh, what does that do from the morale of the fighting soldiers of the United States? Especially without Jim Mattis around. Like after Charlottesville, Mattis going to the troops and saying... You know, we don't do hate. We don't do we don't do this stuff yep. in the military. We do not. Let me make myself clear. None of that will happen here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was leadership. And that was that leadership is gone now. Right. So in the face of enemies, uh, foreign and domestic, the president decides to undermine the morale of the American military and at the same time undermining the morale of our TSA agents who. Oh, yeah. And all federal workers and good luck yeah. to us trying to find replacements for all of these people, because everybody now knows this is not a secure job. Some Republican operatives, some Trump supporters are saying, let them go home. We don't need all these people in the government anyway, which is, oh, my God, this is what we've all feared when it comes to Donald Trump. And we're not beyond that possibility yet. There's still a very strong possibility that Trump could actually say, Hey, you know what? Look at this. Look, we're doing okay. You know, there's still police. The roads are still getting sh- uh, 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 plowed when it snows. Why do we need all these people taking your money, American taxpayers? Investigating Why don't we just- me. Oh, 
God. Unbelievable. <laughs> One in 10 TSA uh, employees have called out of work or called right. out of work just on Sunday alone. Yeah, that, and that by the way, Sunday is the last report you'll hear because uh, TSA executives, the TSA uh, officials, have ordered their subordinates at the airports across the country to stop reporting the numbers. Oh my! They may God. say they can say, "Well, it's down a little." They can say that. They can characterize uh, their their sick sick out calls, but they are no longer allowed to give the numbers. There's no way to keep a running count at this point. This is how you erase government, and this has been. The lifelong dream of a lot of Republicans, yeah. uh, Paul Ryan, Donald Trump, and everybody in between, mm-hmm. uh, they, they've wanted all along to shrink government. And, folks, this is what you'll see in the next uh, couple of weeks, what a shrunken government looks like. Yeah. And it isn't pretty. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, the prison guards uh, uh, keeping us, protecting us from our most dangerous prisoners, uh, not getting paid what could possibly go wrong jesus christ talk about uh stepping away and completely violating your oath of office donald trump allowing this to continue is uh again one of the one of the most awful things that he's done as president and that list that's a tough list to work your way into because there are a lot of awful things you ever watch the Gotham, uh, Gotham on, on the Fox Network? <laughs> yeah. You ever see that? Because I, I see the chaos and the, the, the hunger and the, the yeah. fighting and, and all of that. And I, I think, well, that's us in a year or so. Yeah. And, and me, I, uh, that's where we're, that's, it seems like we're sinking into that abyss. And, and you know me, Buzz, I hate Batman. I'm just not a Batman <laughs> fan in any way, shape, or form. But I know. Uh, Actually, I very much am. Meanwhile, the uh, government websites we're learning today are vulnerable to hackers due to the shutdown. Uh, Some more good news, especially in advance of, you know, another presidential election and the possibility of another Russian attack. This is great to hear that uh, all of these government websites. In fact, uh, I went to one of the government websites. I forget exactly which one it was, but the other day I needed to look something up. And, of course, there was nothing but a splash page. Oh, I know what it was. It was... uh, it was Noah. I went to the Noah website, and of course, it was down with a just a message that said, "Due to the shutdown, we're no longer presenting this website." So, in fact, because of the shutdown, they're not even allowed to administer their own websites. They can't leave the websites active. So, I don't know right. if that's the case with every federal agency, but it looks like at least a couple have have taken their websites down because of the shutdown too. Uh, the list goes on, but I mean, yeah. the human misery alone, and again, uh, uh, among many Trump supporters. Uh, who are starting to change their minds about yeah. how they feel about this guy uh, for various for for more than one reason in in many cases. Yeah, um, you know, so it's just it's but the misery that this this causes, and you know, you look at these FBI agents and they're making. Uh, maybe seventy-five grand a year, mm-hmm. uh, and and they're living in D.C., which is or any big city, and yeah. it's horribly expensive. And they're they're trying to raise a family. They got wife and kids. Uh, this is the second monthly pay period they've now missed mm-hmm. getting paid for. Um, yeah, and like you see, you were talking about morale being down at the TSA. It's down at the FBI. It's yeah. down at all of the agencies affected and if you and none of this is surprising if you look at uh trump picking an education secretary who's against public education picking environmental uh, secretaries who are against the environment Mm -hmm. uh it's all it's all about dismantling government yeah uh and uh, our time is very limited i mean uh, and I, I do think Mueller is aware of this and aware of the the pressure that's on him now mm-hmm. to finish this up. He surely sees the fires around him. 
uh, as he as he goes to work, he surely sees uh, us turning into one of those dark streets of Gotham. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I so he certainly knows the urgency of this as much as any of us do. But we're we're waiting. We're we're really waiting to hear. And like I said, I said last week, we're about six weeks away. This would put us maybe five weeks away. And give or, again, give or take a couple of weeks, we still we still have a ways to go. Uh, I, I, and I just hope we make it. Yeah, I, you know, I can't help but to think that it's the shutdown that the shutdown itself is the point of the shutdown to shut down the American government to cripple all of these services. Donald Trump will look for any excuse, any avenue in which to wiggle out of legal jeopardy. He's going to take advantage of that. And if bonus, he makes uh, Grover Norquist have his first boner in the last 10 years, <laughs> great. We're going to keep the uh, the small government conservatives happy, too, at the same time. By the way, uh, just as a as a uh, end cap on this, uh, this story about uh, government websites being vulnerable yes. to hacking because of the yes. shutdown, manufacturing.gov. Uh, that particular site, if you look at that site, it's become unusable because it hasn't been able to renew its security certificate thanks to the shutdown. That means there is currently no assurance that the site is credible. White Ops security firm scientist Dan Kaminsky told NPR the lap certificate, quote, is really the government resource that I'm trying to access and not some bad guy. If a browser alert indicates a government site may be unsafe and the visitors uh, visitor overrides the warning, they may be directed instead to a page set up by hackers, placing them at serious risk, Comiskey explained. So that's that appears to be the way that they're uh, going to try to do it. On, on the upside, uh, that website now has the best porn. <laughs> that's right. A bonus, you can find all of your Bukaki and Twink videos there. <laughs> well, this is not mine. Specifically yours, Buzz. All of your Twink videos that you uploaded. Oh, you naughty boy. Okay, um, got lots more to talk about. We're going to get to it on the uh, (laughs) post-mortem show. After this uh, music continues, or after this music finishes playing, we keep on talking. And try to straighten some things out. That's right. Clarify some things. I got to tell you about what's going on here at, uh, at my house, which has to do with the freezing temperatures. Toto, I'm not in Hawaii anymore. Uh, It is stupid cold here on the East Coast, and it has completely flummoxed my apartment building. I'll talk about that on the Postmortem Show, plus everything we didn't get to on the free portion of the program. By the way, if you want to hear the Postmortem Show, go to patreon.com slash join slash Bob Seska Show or click the all caps Patreon link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And contribute either $1 a month, $5, $10, $15 a month, whatever you can afford. And uh, that certainly keeps the show afloat. And uh, the one or two person band here uh, keeps our toes tapping. So thank you for uh, supporting the show at uh, our Patreon page. All right, Buzz Burbank can be found at buzzburbank.com. Also on Stitcher and SoundCloud and iTunes, wherever fine podcasts are listened to. Uh, Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com. Kimberly Johnson's at patreon.com slash startmeup. Also at patreon.com slash Kimberly A. Johnson. Jackie Schechner, you want to support her efforts at investigaterussia.org by going to investigaterussia.org slash donate and, uh, and keep that site going. It's a valuable resource. We need it now more than ever. Stephanie Miller shows at stephaniemiller.com. And David Ferguson is at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. In fact, speaking of T-Rex, he's going to be on the show on Thursday. I know. That's good. I know, audience, I know it's not Thursday yet, but you got Buzz. I mean, why would you not be happy with Buzz? 
All right, take it easy, folks. We'll see you. Uh, oh, big interview show tomorrow with uh, Josh Mills from ErnieKovacs.com, commemorating uh, the 100th birthday of Ernie Kovacs. Can't wait to talk about uh, all things Ernie with Josh Mills tomorrow. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.